Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Mercatani with an episode of Weighing In brought to you by USA Wrestling, the national governing body for wrestling in the United States, and by Nike Wrestling. Go to athleteps.com. Spoke to Grant Turner earlier today. He just got back to the United States. We're doing this on Monday night, Mark, so that Gary Abbott and the crew have time to post this prior to the U.S. Open. Let's start by saying how awesome was Gary Abbott last week on the pod? Yeah, it was fun to have him on because he's got a different perspective than maybe you or I have on certain things because he's so involved in it, and we don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes. So it was nice to hear Gary's side of it. And I know there's questions I asked him and maybe, you know, things that I just kind of wanted to get his opinion. And he was so cordial and, you know. Diplomatic, I think. Yeah, just the way he was able to, you know, respond as well. You know, I didn't really get to see the match, but I know the officials looked at it and they reviewed it and they came up with the decision and that's what it's supposed to be. So, you know, which I appreciate, you know, the way he did it. So. But I think listeners want to know, you know, he was there. Did you see it? Was it the right call? Things like that. So, yeah. Well, I've been blessed to have a relationship with USA Wrestling for years, really in the beginning based on my parents with like a Rich Bender, a Pete Isaias, a Gary Abbott. And then hopefully as I was making my own footprint in the wrestling world, you start building your own relationships. You know, I said it on the air. I'll say it again. Gary Abbott's one of the goats, you know, like I spoke to Grant today and he's like, awesome. You had the goat on like the first thing he said, you know, and you know, that's yeah. respect, right? Like, you know, Gary's that Gary's that dude. And I, when he watches it, there's that's, that is respectful. That is the ultimate respect. He's that guy. Yeah. And so to have him on, you know, I think that's a, a resource we need to take advantage of more often. Like when Grant's overseas, we need to get like a Gary Abbott, a Joe Russell, a Bill Zadek, a Steiner, those guys on with us more. I think they, they're they supporting what we're doing. We're all pulling on the same rope. Not saying we're doing the same amount of work. They are because we're not. But uh, they've all been super friendly whenever I've either interviewed them or had them on a podcast or just in private conversations. Sure. So anyway, uh, tons to get to. <laughs> Let's start with Oklahoma University. Here's what we know. They still don't have a head coach. Here's what else we know. <laughs> Rob Cole turned the job down. And then Troy Nickerson interviewed uh, various stories on the how and the why. Uh, so people that I trust but have not obviously validated this. So don't want to say on the why. Why? But ultimately, Troy Nickerson is not the head coach at OU. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Lou Rosselli as a wrestling coach and as a human being. Got a chance to become friends with him. And uh, I think one of the things that he could have done better in hindsight was like he was really honest with kids in recruiting. Like is, if he goes, if, you, if this and academics are not the most important thing in your life, I don't want you. And you know, some, I mean, that's implied, but, you know, I think he scared some kids off. I also think that as smart as Lou is in business and with as much integrity as he runs the program or ran the program uh, or how smart as he is in wrestling, excuse me, there was some business aspect to it that uh, he wasn't crushing, you know, and how to turn 9.9 into more than 9.9, how to use 
state aid that's not university related, how to use university aid, how there's certain waivers on ACT and SAT scores, Oklahoma grant, all these different things. So the, the names we're hearing now are Coleman Scott, Kendrick Maple, Andrew Howe, and what's the Frayer. last name? And Jared Frayer. Frayer. Yeah, yeah, Jared Frayer. And so each of those are a unique situation. Um, if somebody doesn't know the background, Coleman Scott, Oklahoma State guy, one-time national champion, Olympic bronze medalist, head coach, North Carolina, I would think theoretically would bring his whole staff with him. Kendrick Maple, national champ, Oklahoma University, very successful assistant coach at Missouri, great relationship with Keegan O'Toole. Uh, I don't think Keegan would necessarily leave, but I, I maybe Maple wouldn't leave because he had a chance to coach a four-time national champion, yeah. but also you have a chance to be a head coach, and there's 70-some jobs of those in the world, and of those 70, maybe 30 of them are actually worth having. You know, yeah, for the that's all, all the matter, you know, it's where he went to school. So that, yeah. that'd be yeah. really cool to be the head coach of someplace you, you know, coached at, the rest of that. Right. Andrew Howe went to OU for a year at the end there. A very successful club coach now and before. Uh, had a run at Northwestern, and I think the COVID politics got him. Um, great go forward kind of style and a great international career, all that sort of thing. I uh, had some epic matchups with Chris Perry back in the day, you know, where they wrestled the duel, the big 12s and the NCAs, not that dissimilar from the David Carr, Keegan O'Toole uh, series. True. Plus he's, you know, he, he helped coach uh, Deacon. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he was a national champ for him. So, you know, that's right. impressive too. The other thing that Andrew Howe brings to the table is really strong Illinois recruiting ties. And Illinois is one of the best high school states in the country that right now the home state, the home team is not killing it recruiting wise. Like people yeah. are not scared to go in and recruit Illinois. Sure. So, um, and then Jared Frayer. So an Olympian beat Metcalf out to make the Olympian to make the Olympics. OU graduate, Virginia tech assistant. Now theoretically, I mean, I know Cody Brewer loves Tony Roby, but Cody Brewer was a national champion at OU as well. Uh, so, you know, local ties there. Brewer's a Kansas City guy. So, you know, we'll be able to recruit Missouri pretty well, which is a bordering state and is somebody I'm biased to, but I think has some good wrestling. And then, you know, the other thing that's involved in all this is OU is moving to the SEC and there are certain dollars that kids can get from going to an SEC school that if the school says you can do it, get provided to every kid, and it doesn't count against the 9.9. .9. So should be really interesting. The thing you and I were talking about off the air is this, Mark. you got to do one of two things better there, right, or both. You have to recruit better or you have to develop better, right? So yep. right now, me, Oklahoma State is down from where they've been, but they're recruiting like crazy good. You know, it's the development, it's the other stuff that is not happening yet or hasn't happened for the last couple of years. 
think anybody with John Smith's track record, you go, that's probably going to get straightened out. And the other thing is, if you've spent any time in Oklahoma, John Smith is king. And so I think depending on how you look at it, you know, there's two ways. Okay, Coleman Scott, like to me, like when they hired Eric Carrero as the RTC coach, it didn't really fit because they put a cowboy in a sooner program. And so, sure. you know, I mean, those like you're in a state where like Iowa and Iowa state, those teams, I mean, I'm not even sure they root for each other versus everybody else. You know, like clearly they want to beat each other's brains in, but like, like the Cardinals Cubs, like, I don't think the Cardinals and Cubs people really hate each other. Like it's kind of a friendly rivalry. Like OU and O state, I think is like Iowa, Iowa state. Like, I, I don't think they actually really like each other. And so it's kind of hard to, and it's important in Oklahoma from what I've seen, and I've spent a lot of time there, so I don't think I'm talking out of the side of my neck, that you have you have local ties. Sure, but, you know, let's, let's be honest. Iowa State, their whole coaching staff wrestled for the University of Iowa. So that's kind of, an, you know, kind of a different scenario. But that's they, a one-off. It is a one-off, but the whole coaching staff? But it's a one-off. You can't name any other staff in the country where everybody else all wrestled at the same and different school. So, True, but I'm I, talking, you're talking rivalries, you know, between two schools that don't really like each other, yet Iowa State brought in coaches from Iowa. So to me, it's kind of a, you know. Well, they brought in coach from Virginia Tech, and he brought his guys with him. And I think the difference there is Kevin Dresser had a tremendously successful track record and Derek St. John was a national champion and Metcalf was a multiple time national champion and a freaking legend in the state of Iowa. And, you know, to me, the more interesting thing was that they agreed to coach at Iowa state, you know, where that was the enemy, but like Tom Brands and Kevin Dresser do not like each other. Like, I, I don't think I'm breaking news here. I mean, you know, when people are calling each other oranges and everything else, like it's not, they're not friendly. Now, it's also not been much of a rivalry. Like Iowa State got closer this year. I mean, last year there was almost a fist fight in the in the in the handshake line. This year it went yeah. five and five in the matches, and bonus points were the difference. Uh, OU literally almost beat Oklahoma State in the first duel this year. I think they got to get rid of this double bedlam thing too. Like to me, that's nuts. Like they're burning. I get economically maybe it works like it's a good home meet for each team maybe they decide to split the gate every year and then they can wrestle somebody else which helps with their rpi and these other things and or maybe they don't care and it's none of my business but um the craziest rumor i heard is that jack spates is going to take the program for a year and then they're going to do a national search and hire somebody again and I said this to GT today, and I prefaced it by it's a world different of difference, but I had three different head coaches in high school in my last three years. And I was a three-time state champion, but the, the real difference is I had my dad, okay, who was like the guy that coached me the whole time. And, you know, I went to school that, in a school that was six minutes from my house and seven minutes from Merrimack. Like, if you're a – continuity is important. You know, like, you look at what Penn State's doing and what Iowa's doing and, like, Missouri. Like, I mean, maybe Brian Smith has some 
you know, some change with his assistant coaches, but those guys are getting other jobs. But like the program, the philosophy of everything is the same. If you're changing head coaches every year, more kids are going to go on the portal, not less. Yep. Agreed. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. And I'm guessing I will hear all kinds of things down in Vegas this weekend. So I leave Thursday. I spoke to GT. I think he leaves tomorrow or the next day. So speaking of portal, Bernie Truax, we touched on this last week to Penn State. We can spend a little more time on it, Mark. I think it kind of fits perfectly. We talked about that. Penn State's not known for having guys cut a ton of weight anyway. So he just plugs right in at 97. You would certainly think he's taken fourth three times. You would think in that room. I mean, they're known as an upper weight school, you know, with with their results. I mean, he's got David Taylor to work out with and Kyle Snyder to work out with and Jake Varner to work out with, you know, besides the guys on the team. So, and Casey Cunningham and Kale Sanderson. So I'm guessing he might get a little bit better. But even if he takes fourth, that's 13 and a half points plus whatever, you know, bonus. So, I mean, now they kind of go murderer's row. That last four was Tarachi, Brooks, Truax, and Kirk Fleet. And they've got – the other part is they brought in Mitchell Messenbrink. Yep. Now, he – on paper, at first glance, it doesn't seem like it works or doesn't work. Well, Mitchell Messenbrink can actually take an Olympic redshirt year. Levi Haynes can take a regular redshirt year. Facundo is the only one that's already burned a redshirt year. But he can take an Olympic. He can. He, he hits that yeah. qualification. He's met the qualification. Okay. So you got three guys that can all redshirt and two of them will wrestle. Okay. Yep. And so, and then, you know, if Starachi doesn't come back for his fifth, you know, now one of those guys can move up to 74, probably Facundo. You know, he's the tallest and wrestled 65 this year where Levi Haynes was a 57, but probably growing. And Messenbrink's kind of a tweener. So super happy for John Messenbrink. Like, I think I told you this. He wrestled for my dad back in the day, started that Askren Wrestling Academy with Ben and Max. Um, I At this tournament last year, he had committed to CalBAP, and I said to him, I'm like, you're not going to stay at CalBAP. Those guys are not obsessed about wrestling like you are. And there's, I don't mean that badly. I just know how important wrestling is to John and how important it is, you know, to his son and Max and Ben. And they're talking about what an incredible student of the game he is. I think now he's going to a place, you know, culture-wise. He had some visits scheduled and he just canceled all of them. Yep. So any any different <clears throat> thoughts than me there on those guys? Well, I know he really liked Ohio State. Um, I got that through – listening to Ben talk about it because he did a thing on it with Flo. Um, he really liked Ohio State. But Ben said that he had been a Penn State follower for most of his life, and when he went out there, it just felt like they were a lot like the Askren Wrestling Academy. That's how they trained because he wants to train kind of the way he did back in Wisconsin where he doesn't wrestle live every single day uh, because you get beat up. But um, – yeah, he'll he'll fit in there. I mean, and it's they can use the help, David. Be honest with you, they need some more firepower in that room. So yeah. you should step in, do real well. Yeah. So, 
I mean, and then you got <clears throat> Agostino and Nagao are some big names that are still in the portal. Uh, Troy Spratley went in the portal and came out. So I think Willie broke this. I actually heard it Saturday night from a friend of mine in Stillwater that said Spratley was committing to OSU. He's a really good freaking wrestler. Uh, th now, this is the Spratly side of the story, but supposedly he beat McKee this year in a wrestle-off. They wrestled McKee anyway, which we've all done that as coaches. Like, just because sure. I can beat you doesn't mean I can win matches when it counts. So, you know, I don't, certainly think Agam and Becker and those guys know what they're doing. You know, my, my argument is if you're going to start who you're going to start, why have a wrestle-off? Because it can only screw things up. But he's also, like, if you go back to the scuffle, like, he beat a Noah Certain, who was around a 16 guy. And we talked about this. 125 has the least amount of returning All-Americans. Yep. Now, you can add a Figueroa in. I think he's a guy that reasonably would have been an All-American this year. But even that's only four. The other interesting thing, interesting thing is think about the talent that's been in Minnesota's room with yep. Matt Ramos, Patrick McKee, and Troy <laughs> Spratley, right? Yep. So Spradley originally went to Collinsville, Oklahoma, which is 5A down there. And 5A is the second biggest to go 6, 5, 4, 3. And then went to Texas his senior year. And like I said, I, I, I was in the wrong corner when Josh Saunders lost to him. Like at one, like high 130s, low 140s, depending on that tournament. And now he's down to 25. And I think like, He's an immediate threat to all American. Yeah, I, I would imagine he'll probably place in the top eight this year, um, just off of freestyle results and what I've seen him do in the past. I would have to think he's going to be in that threshold to be an all American. I don't think it's going to be easy to be a, a high all American at that weight because there's some really good kids coming back. Uh, and Figueroa is going to be one of them, and he's not coming back, but I mean, He's already kind of made a mark on who he's beat during his short career at Arizona State, so he's going to be hard to beat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State needed a 25-pounder, David. They did not really have anybody. Well, I, I don't want to disrespect Reese Whitcraft. He wrestled really well at the Big 12s. He just he cutting a ton of weight. He was like a 32 or 38 as a senior in high school, yep. and he might have been a little fluffy, mm -hmm. but – not that much. I mean, he was like the number one guy in the country, too. So, like, you know, he couldn't have been just eating donuts and being that good. So, yeah. if you look at the guys coming back, the All-Americans back at 25 are Ramos, Noto, and Ventresca. And I'm shocked Anthony Noto is not in the portal. <laughs> um, then all four round of 12 guys back, which are Poulin, Barnett, Peterson, Unger. Barnett's a previous All-American. Then the round of 16 – is McKee, past All-American, Trombley, Babin. Then in the round of 24, you've got Taylor, former All-American, D'Augustino, former All-American, then Noah Certain and company. So, I mean, theoretically, you've got the three guys that All-American, plus Barnett, plus McKee, plus Kaler, plus D'Augustino. So if you count any time, there's still seven there. But it's probably probably – Regionally, like we'd probably rank him in the top 15 to start the year. Yep. And he's probably going to be your pick or my pick as the non top eight guy to, to end up all American. So, well, I think you know, I'll probably pick somebody different, but that's okay. Okay. 
Yeah, maybe yeah. Drake Ayala or somebody like Probably that. somebody like that. Somebody in that, that range. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, but, and you got to remember, Iowa State's got a good, real good kid coming back. They got a good kid coming back once he's healthy. Who's that? Terrakina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he has some good wins also. So, he I does. mean, yeah. it's a good weight. It's not a great weight. It's not like what it used to be. Uh, but there's some really good kids there. So. It's still going to be hard to be an all-American there, David. There's a lot of good kids there. Yeah, but he gives them an, he gives them an opportunity to be an all-American, which is huge right now. Correct. Uh, Caleb Smith to Nebraska. We touched on that. Seth Nevels to Maryland. Big pickup for Maryland. Okay. Yep. They had Jaron Smith there, who was like a seventh or eighth year. Uh, Nevels has two years of eligibility left. Bring some of that Penn State mojo with them, which. You know, I'm sure Clemson, you know, they're building over there. They had the most – they won a Big Ten duel. They had the most qualifiers. They had Ethan Miller with kind of that collapse against Van Ness, but both the Miller guys, boys, qualified for nationals. Cal was an academic All-American. Jackson Smith is really good at 197. Braxton Brown at 125. Yep. So they're starting to put some dudes together. You know, now they got like five guys that you're like are going to probably qualify for nationals most likely. And Neville's, getting, is, Neville's is one that's already went in the transfer portal earlier, but he graduated from Penn State, and that's why he's able not to lose a year when he goes to Maryland. Yeah, yes, great point, great <clears> point. <throat> uh, we mentioned Caleb Smith. We mentioned, uh, mentioned Troy Spratley. So Shane Griffith is obviously still in there. James Rowley, who is a world team member coming out of high school, is leaving Wisconsin. So that's uh, – Fairly interesting news. What way to see that, David? 174. And sometimes these guys leave, and there's reasons why. And, um, you know, like there's another kid in the portal, and I know why he left, like specifically, and it's not a great reason, so I'm not going to post it. But, like, you know, sometimes there's methods behind the madness. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, next thing. The the conversation we had with Gary Abbott, you know, explained the final the final X process. Yep. There's two athletes that turned down their final X slot. One is Jaden Cox, who we expected um, it, to not go 92 and to go 97. And when we get in the brackets, it sure as hell looks like he's going to win that bracket at 97. Now, one thing that uh, Gary mentioned, like if something weird happened, <laughs> win the bracket, he can go to the world team trial tournament at 92. But he'd have to win that because somebody else will win the U.S. Open in 92 and be the first guy in. Sure. Mensa Stock is sitting out this year. She's just not wrestling. Hasn't decided about wrestling in 24. <laughs> Obviously, that's a big blow for U.S. wrestling. Not that we don't have other hammers, but when you have a person that won an Olympic gold medal, you know, you want to keep them on the team as long as possible. Sure. So, but those are the two that turned it down. Any thoughts, any, uh, or what are your thoughts there? Well, I know Jaden wants to beat Schneider. I think he wants to be the guy at 97, and I understand that. Um, and he wants to wrestle in the Olympics. And the only way to do that is going to be at 97. So if he's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger, he obviously is very, very talented. Um, I watched him wrestle out at, uh, must have been Detroit. Was it, no, where was it, David? Detroit, when they yeah. had that Rudis event. 
We watched um, it together. Yeah. So, I mean, and it was close, but it wasn't really close. So we're going to find out if him actually going up there and putting the weight on and getting stronger is going to make a difference. Uh, does he drop back down to 92? I don't think so. I think he wants to stay at 97, and he's willing to put the time in uh, to carry into 24 for the Olympic year. So I don't see him going down to 92 to wrestle on a world team if his true goal is to make an Olympic team. So that's just my opinion. Mesa Stock is a shock because I thought she'd I, – I did not see that coming, and she's kind of – the poster child for women's wrestling to a point where, you know, she was just so happy and she's so fun to watch. And when they interview her, she loves everybody. She loves the sport. Um, you know, she was the first one I saw do the, you know, the heart sign when she got done winning in the women's. And I thought that was really cool. Impressive. And then the whole team was doing it. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I hope she gets things to where she wants them and comes back to wrestling. But uh, yeah, you got to you got to support her no matter what she does. She's she's earned it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. She doesn't know us, right? Yep. So um, real quick, Shane Griffith. I think we mentioned still in the portal. So that's massive news where he ends up. So Spencer Lee to stay at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club till twenty twenty eight. We may or may not have a relationship with the attorney that helped draw that paperwork up. But he is staying there until 2028. I think if you're a Spencer Lee fan, if you're a Hawkeye wrestling fan, if you're just a fan of great wrestling, your hope is that he's healthy enough to wrestle for potentially five more years. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll see that the start of that this weekend. Uh, you know, the, the Olympics being in the United States in 2028 is freaking awesome. You know, if nothing else, even if you can't go to watch it on regular time zone, you know, it's basically Pacific time. So, sure. you know, so that's awesome. Uh, so, and that leads us really into the seeds. So we'll stick with, we're just going to go through the seniors. Okay. And as of now, they've only posted the uh, women's and men's freestyle. So, so women's and freestyle seeds, USA Wrestling announced the pre-seeds panel of coaches representing athletes. So I've sat in on one of these calls. It's very, very fascinating. So let's start with, let's try to, you know, maybe we'll just do some picks, you know, and then see where we are. So 50 kgs, Lampy, Golston, Shilson, Jimenez, Mortimer, Mortimer, Valencia, Gold, Fowler, Nina Pham, I think, like, five deep. Like, I mean, if Sage Mortimer were to, like, place higher than fifth, I think that wouldn't shock me. Anybody sort of cracking that top five, I would be fairly surprised by. And I I, I see Lampy wrestling the winner of the Golston-Shilson match. You know, what do you think? I agree. I think uh, – but I think Golston could win the whole thing. She's very talented. So, yeah, and explosive. So, For that's sure. kind of who I would pick to win it at that weight right now. Okay. So yeah, Golston. Okay. I like yeah. that. I'll pick Lampy just to be chalky. Okay. Right. 53, Fernside, Taylor, Gomez, 
Dorado, Mar uh, Marin, Gallego, Chavez, Ramirez down the line. Th this is like, to me, I feel like it's going to be Fernside and Taylor. Yep. Agreed. And, um, I'll go chalk if you want so you can have the Hawkeye. You want Taylor or you want Fernside? I'll take Taylor. All right. I'll take Fernside. <clears throat> 55, Jakara, Lauren Mason, Gallegos, Hauk, Villa. Villascusa, I need uh, Jason Bryant with me. Imani Jones, Peyton Stroud. This feels like it's Jakara's weight class. Yep. So her weight to lose, I think she's probably the best at that weight. There. Yep. Fifty-seven. And again, if you're listening or watching this, most of like the number ones are sitting in Final X for us. So like the Hildebrands, the Dom Parishes. <laughs> The Helens, you know, the Kayla Miracles coming up, like they're already sitting. Yep. 57, Hedrick, Martinez, Guerin, Moda Pettis, more, more, the Lauder. <clears throat> I feel I watched Alex Hedrick wrestle at the World Cup, and she was, she won a match when we were not winning matches. And uh, she doesn't always do it the most the most pretty way, but she's a freaking winner and she's a grinder. So I, I would probably pick her at this weight class. And I agree. 59. So this is a, an interesting way. Maya Nelson, Abby Nettie, Michaela Beck, Reina, Lexi Basham, Savage, Gracie Figueroa, Lauren Louvre. So Gracie Figueroa is super young and going to be really good. Good to see her at this level. Maya Nelson uh, was fifth, I think, at least one year at the World Championships. I could see Nettie, the winner of Nettie Beck, winning the tournament, but Maya Nelson's feels like she's got a, a relatively manageable path to the finals. Agreed. I, I, I guess if I get a pick, I'll take Nettie to win it all. You always get a pick, Mark. Well, that's what I pick. 62, Paige, Nowachiku, Hendy, Cosme, Dekuno, uh, Duty, Ortega. So I'm not going to try to pronounce the number two seed's name again, but she was at the school, Iowa Wesleyan, that dropped their program, and she transferred with her coach. So maybe some turmoil, but you've seen a lot of times these athletes have come through the turmoil. It's no big deal. Jennifer Page is the one that went two out of three with Kayla Miracle yep. and got the first match. So we know how good she is. So yeah, this seems like the two top two seeds will hit in the finals. Yep. 65. So Macy Kilty, Emma Bruntel, who was an awesome interview. Luciano, Hattendorf, Laramendi, Latona, Emily C., Ella Schmidt, Makeum Torres. I'm just going to go. My head says Kilty. My heart having her on the show is Emma Bruntel. So okay. I'll take Bruntel if you want to take Kilty. I'll take Kilty. Okay. <clears throat> Boris Molinari, Piercy, Gloud, Kaylin Albrecht, Isabella Mir down the line. So Isabella Mir is Frank Mir's daughter from the UFC. Okay. So tons of crossover <clears throat> there. Kaylin Albrecht is goes to Baker, I believe. Baker or Ottawa, but I called her match in a duel, and she's really good, especially at that level. I mean, this is a whole different level. 
Uh, Forrest Molinari is an interesting wrestler. She's super good. Sometimes she doesn't attack. And when she doesn't attack, she's beatable. Yep. She, she's will, like she's almost like a DeSanto. Like she's going to go really hard. She's going to be in your face. The pace is going to be really high. But if it's all hand fighting and no shots, you can survive the storm. If she mixes her leg attacks in there, he's really hard to beat. So, agreed. I Forrest winning the weight. I do too. Okay, then seventy-two, mm-hmm. Garcia, Lewandowski, D.D. McGee, Bowman, Rose, Cassiope, Haley Ward, two youngsters, two high school girls. Mm-hmm. This weight's wide open to me, Mark. Like, not a ton, of, and this is that non-Olympic weight, so that's probably why you see that. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, I mean, the number one seed's from a charter high school. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Cassiope. I knew you Just would. Iowa tie. She's gonna go to Iowa, uh, and I'll take Haley Ward because she's from Missouri. And right. she's going to Iowa too. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> okay, this weight's not bad. No, Adeline Gray, <laughs> Kennedy Blades, Yelena McCoy. <laughs> Diamond Guilford, Kylie Welker, Brett, Precious Bell, Skylar Grody. Geesh. Now, this is a weight that, David, there's nobody sitting in Final X. Is that correct? Yes. Guilford was on the world team last year and didn't medal. So the winner of this is the first person Final X, and then the world team trials tournament will determine the opponent. I'm going to take Blades to win this, and then I'm going to take Gray to win it all when it comes down to it. You have Gray making the finals here? I got Gray making the finals, and I think she – but, you know, she's been out for a year, had twins, so she's been watching kids. Um, I think it's going to take her a few matches to get back into it. And as good as Arizona State has done with the women that they have there, I really like – what she's done, and uh, I think she's legit. So, yep. So, the people that don't know this, and Mark, you don't even know this. I do not know this. What don't I know? I did not know when the seeds were coming out, and I knew we were going to do this Monday night. So, I pulled up the entries and guessed the seeds. How'd you do? We're going to find out. I haven't even looked. Like, I did. We're going to see, though. Oh, I've, look, I've looked at them. You saw the seeds or my picks? I saw the seeds. Yeah, I saw the seeds, but I didn't compare them to my picks. Oh, okay. But they're in the document, I'm saying. So, like, right. you All know, right. and I don't care if I'm right or wrong. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. But anyway. All right. So, here are the seeds. 57 kg. So Zane Richards gets the one. Spencer's the two. Soriano's the three. Glory's the four. Camacho's the five. Cooper Flynn, six. Caleb Smith, seven. And Michael Tori Tortorice, who I have no idea who that is. I apologize to say is the eight. Here's who I had. I had guessed Soriano one, Zane two, Spencer Lee, or Spencer three, Glory four. Caleb Smith, five. Steve O'Poolin, six. Jacob Camacho, seven. Cooper Flynn, eight. So, not, not I mean, terribly bad. Not terrible. I mean, somewhere in there, I got the top seven in 
in some order besides pooling. Yep. So, all right. So <clears throat> for people that don't know how brackets work, the one, four, five, and eight are on the top half of the bracket. So let's just do quarterfinal matchups. You have Zane over Tortorice. Yes. Do you have Glory or Camacho? I got Glory. You got Zane or Glory? I got Zane. Okay. Bottom <clears throat> side, Spencer Lee, Caleb Smith. Uh, Lee. Suriano, Cooper Flynn. Suriano. Lee Suriano. Lee. Lee Zane. Lee. Okay, you think he's 100%? No, but I don't think he'd be wrestling in it if he wasn't thinking he was going to win it. So I think he's healthy enough to win it. Okay, but I mean, with all due respect, that's the same argument we had a month ago, right? Pretty much. Okay. So let's do this. I'm just going to pick somebody different each time. Okay, just so it's, you know, I'll take Soriano. I And that semi, are you writing these down? No. Okay. Don't, right, don't need to. I knew, I knew who you were taking. Okay. Who are you picking right. to win it, though? Soriano. The whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just the, checking. I, the only thing <clears> I disagree <throat> with is your semi and final. All right. With the quarters, I had the same. Okay, so I texted uh, Gary. Let, all right, let me get to this first. So here are the seeds versus what I thought they'd be. I, the seeds are Gross 1, Arujao 2, Tomasello 3, Cologne 4, DeSano 5, DeShazer 6, Garrett 7, J-Rod 8, Cody Brewer 9, Shelton Mack 10. Okay? You want to know what I had as the guesses? Sure. Seth Gross, one. Vito, two. Joe Cologne, three. Nashon Garrett, four. Cody Brewer, five. Nico Megalutis, six. Austin DeSanto, seven. Shelton Mack, eight. Tomasello, nine. DeShazer, ten. I had J-Rod at 12 behind Colioco. Okay. So, first thing for me is this. There's actually a couple things here. Number one, I want to read this text from Gary Abbott, Okay. Because I texted somebody that says Dayton Fix is going to enter the tournament. Okay? So this is, I said, are U.S. entry U.S. open entries closed? The deadline to be seated is over. Late registration is still available. Probably won't be a lot. I said, somebody I trust that Dayton Fix is entering late. Will he be unseated then? And he said, he'll be unseated if he registers late. So theoretically, if he comes in, he could draw Seth Gross first round. Sure. Well, that's crazy, right? It is. But there's deadlines. Like, I mean, it's not a USA Wrestling fault sure. thing. So, but I mean, that's that's wild. And he does not have to enter this tournament Correct. to make the team. Correct. Because he makes the world team trials. Now, he cannot make the team at fifty-seven. Unless he enters this tournament at 57 because Gilman is sitting in final X. Yes. Okay. So it, it just, there's just a lot to jump around on here. Okay. So we got to do this a couple different ways here. You got to go with the round of 16 first. Nashon Garrett, Shelton Mack. 
Nate Sean Garrett. I agree. J Rod Cody Brewer. Brewer. I agree. <clears throat> now you got Cody Brewer, Seth Gross. Seth Gross. What's the if I set the over under on points in that match at 21 and a half, which way do you go? Over. <laughs> 28 and a half. Uh under. Okay. So somewhere in that 25, 26 range? Yeah. Okay. Nation Vito Arujao. Wow. That that's a tough one. If Vito wrestles like he did at Nationals. I'm not sure anybody can beat him. Will he do that, though? That's the thing. I don't know. He he was our Olympic trials runner-up against Gilman. I know. I know. Just That was at a different weight, David. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to go Vito. Okay. I will agree. I, I think Cody Brewer could pull the upset, but it would be an upset. Okay, here's a an, okay. So that's one eight two seven three six. Tomasello DeShazer. Tomasello like retired and just came back. Yeah, I'm gonna take Tomasello. Okay, Joe Cologne, <clears throat> Austin DeSanto. I'm gonna take Austin. Just Shocking. because I don't know why. I just what do you, mean you don't know why. I don't know. Why. No, Joe Cologne's from Iowa. He's an Iowa Central grad. Iowa University. He's an Iowa Central grad. I know. I recruited him. Okay. That didn't go well. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that's it did. It Joe went fine. Been I made Iowa Central pay more money than they wanted to. So it went fine. <laughs> Joe hasn't been wrestling a lot. He's been coaching, and it's just different. And Austin's really – I, I didn't know how we well he would do it freestyle, but he's hey, wrestled we pretty to, well. We don't need to justify your homerism. It's fine. Okay. All right. So, all right. Seth Gross, DeSanto, and Vito Tomasello. I'm going to take Vito, and I'm going to uh, – I hate to take Gross over DeSanto, but I think Gross is just too dangerous. I got to go gross in the finals. And I'm going to take Vito to beat gross in the finals. Yes, I agree with that. <clears throat> okay. But this is an awesome way. And I, I don't know if Nico Megalutis is not entered in the tournament anymore. I think I almost need to look up the entries real quick, like to see if he's still in there. Because he would have to be seated, wouldn't he? You would think. I mean, isn't he better than Rodriguez from the Nittany Lion, Nittany Lion Wrestling Club? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, like. He's a returning national. He's a national champion. He's entered. <laughs> so, I mean, he's going to be a terrible draw for somebody. Probably DeSanto. Well, I'm not <clears throat> sure he can be for DeSanto. I mean, he could be DeSantos. Yeah, you're right. He, he could be the 12 or just yeah. in that spot. Okay, 65, 12 seeds. Joey McKenna, Evan Henderson, Nick Lee, Pat Lugo, Ridge Lovett, Colo, Parker, Ashnault, Pletcher, Bartlett, B. Wright, Cole Matthews. All right, you want to you hear how I had it? Sure. I'm not sure that I, I was – I think I was pretty close. 
I had McKenna, Henderson, Lee, Colo, Ashnault, Lugo, Pletcher, Parker, Chad, Red, Lovett, Cole, Matthews, B. Wright, and Bartlett. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm I'm kind of proud of myself on that one. All right. Right. Okay. So the five twelve Ridge Lovett Cole Matthews. Love it. The six eleven Colo Brandon Wright. Oh, I'm gonna take Brandon Wright. I'll take Colo. Okay. Seven ten. That's why I was Central kid. I know we beat him. Okay. All right, we beat him in the national semis. Actually, he was a Grandview, Grandview too. Grandview yeah, find out who you picked against his boy. So all right. There's a bunch of Grandview guys in here that aren't seated that we aren't picking. So I think we're okay. Um, Ian Parker, Bo Bartlett. Wow, that's going to be a good match. Uh, Ian Parker's pretty dang good at freestyle. So I'm going to go with Ian Parker. I'm going to go recency bias. I'll take Bartlett. All right. Uh, Schnalty, Luke Pletcher. Uh, I don't know Schnalty. So Anthony Ashnault. Go- Ashnall. Oh, Ashnault. Uh, ooh, that's going to be a good match, too. I'm going to go with uh, Ashnault. I think he's a little bigger, so I'll take him, too. Okay, top half of the bracket. Joey McKenna, Ashnault. Joey McKenna. But Patricio Lugo, love it. I'm going to take Lugo. Shocking. Evan Henderson versus Ian Parker slash Bartlett. Evan Henderson. Nick Lee versus Colo or B. Wright. Nick Lee. So you've got the top four seeds. You have McKenna, Henderson, Lee, and Lugo, correct? Yep. McKenna, Lugo. Uh, I got to go with McKenna. I'll set the over under at five and a half and take the under. I'm taking the over. Okay. Evan Henderson, Nick Lee. Nick Lee. That's going to be a high-scoring match. I think people forget Nick Lee actually beat Yanni Diakamahalas at the trials, Olympic trials. Yep. Okay, so you got Nick Lee McKenna. Who you got? Nick Lee. That's a salty pick. Like I'm not going to go against it. All right. Okay. 70 kilos. Here are the seeds. Um, Pantaleo Berger, Heidley Sasso, Ed Scott, Caleb Henson, Verclear, and Fidel Mayora. I can tell you right now, I did not have Fidel Mayora in my top eight. Did you have uh, Verclear in your top eight? I'm going to tell you who I had in my top eight. And I, I think my top eight is better. I had Pantaleo. Wait a Whoa, whoa, whoa. I might have got this exactly right. Hold on. Oh, my God. I had Antalio Berger, Heidley Sasso. Let's go. That's a top five. (laughs) I had Caleb Henson, five. Yaya Thomas, six. Tariq Wilson, seven. Ed Scott, eight. Okay. I'll tell you, I think mine's better. Yeah, I think Yaya should be in the top seven, without a doubt. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to make this easy. 
I, I'm going to assume you have Pantaleo over Mayora, Berger over Verclaren. Those two, the the three, six, four, five are interesting. Do you have Hydley over Caleb Henson? Yes. And Sasso over Ed Scott. Yes. Okay. But but more competitive matches, and Caleb Henson especially is an up and comer. Yep. Okay. So Pantaleo, Sammy Sasso. Pantaleo. Burger Hydley. Hydley. Okay, I'll take Burger. Pantaleo Burger. I'm going to take uh, – Or, or, or Pantaleo Burger slash Hydley. I apologize. I'm taking Hydley to win it all. Okay, I'm taking Pantaleo. Yeah, everybody's taking Pantaleo. Well, he's really I'm, good. Go, I'm going outside the box. Okay, well, sometimes the box is right, but I appreciate it. All right, and we're not going to give any credit. Okay. Any credit to my seating. I mean, Nolf, none. Nolf wins. How's that? Home. No, come on. I'm saying, like, I that was some awesome seeds I put together. Yeah, but Nolf wins this way. Okay. Well, hold on. Next page. Nolf is, Nolf is the one. Listen, I'm fascinated by the semifinal. <clears throat> Nolf, Lavalley, Vincenzo, O'Toole, Gant, Purinton, Shields, Ramirez, and two guys who I don't know why they're seated. Okay. I had Nolf, Keegan O'Toole, <clears throat> Vincenzo Joseph, Tommy Gant. Who is the who did I miss here? Hold on. Lavalley. Okay, that's who I missed. Hey, Lavalley is the five. So I had Nolfo Tool, Joseph Gant, Lavalley, Ramirez, Josh Shields, Caleb Young, Colin Purinton, and then Elroy Perkin. All right, so we'll go back to the real seeds. Nolf Ramirez, you have Nolf. Lavalley, Josh Shields, you have Lavalley. Chenzo Purinton, you have Chenzo? Yep. O'Toole, Tommy Gant? O'Toole. Okay. You have Nolf over O'Toole. Is yep. it close? No. Does David Carr enter the fray? No. Not against Nolf. They no. wrestled last year, and Nolf, I think, didn't Nolf tech him? I'm just saying you don't think he enters this tournament? No, I don't think he does. I think he's preparing for next year's nationals. He's not even going freestyle. This year, I would think he's going to do a U23 team, but that's just me. Lavalley Vincenzo. I'm going to go with Vincenzo. Me too. And then you got Nolf over Vincenzo. Yep. All right. Okay. 79, the real seeds. Marstel. You think? Marstel, Starachi, Earinger, Bull, McFadden, Lujan, Kemmerer, Labs, Skatska. Brands, Muhammad McBride, Isaiah White, Donnell Washington, Carson Karchla. Okay. I am really interested to see what I put here. Here's mine. Marsteller, Starachi, David McFadden, Alex Deeringer, Taylor Lujan, Alex Marinelli, Michael Kemmer, Michael Labriola, Carson Karchla, Donnell Washington, Isaiah White, Devin Skatska, Nelson Brands, Muhammad McBride. I went 14 for 14 on the seeds anyway. You had Nelson Brands in the top 14? I had Nelson Brands at 13. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. Just no credit. No credit. I didn't even know Nelson Brands wrestled freestyle, to be honest with you. I'm just saying. 
Okay, let's start with the matchups. <clears throat> Alex Deringer, Carter, Carson Karsla. Deringer. Marinelli, Donna Washington. Oh, I got to go with uh, the bull. Maybe a slight difference in body type there, huh? Yep. McFadden, who I'm surprised is seated below Marinelli. McFadden, Isaiah White. Marinelli beat McFadden this year in freestyle. That's well, why. that must be it. Okay. <clears throat> That's it. Okay. Uh, Isaiah White, you said? McFadden, Isaiah White. I'm going to go with Isaiah White. Okay, so they actually wrestled in who's number one coming out of high school, so that's fascinating. Taylor Lujan, Muhammad McBride. Lujan. Hammer or Brands? That's juicy. Hammer. Hammer. Labriola Skatska. Labriola. Okay, so now the top half of the bracket, you've got Marsteller and Mikey Labs. Marsteller. You've got Marinelli against Isaiah White. I would have Marinelli uh, against McFadden. Uh, Marinelli. I'll take McFadden. Oh, it's, McFadden just lost to White. No, in your picks. Okay. I just thought maybe. I, I can have picks, too. I, I mean, okay. I, I can have opinions, too, right? True. Carter Go ahead. Where's Tarachi against who? No, no. What are you going to say? Do you think that uh, McFadden could lose to White? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I think he's going to get him tired. Okay. I mean, I think he could be behind at the end of the first period. I think he's going to get him tired. Okay. So we did Marsteller, Labriola, and then we did Marinelli versus McFadden or Isaiah White. So right now you have Marsteller against Marinelli, and I have Marsteller against McFadden. Bottom half of the bracket, Carter Starachi against Kemmer. Uh, boy, that's a good match. I got to go with though. Yes, and I don't think it's going to be that close. Deringer against Lujan. Deringer. So after all that, you've got one, two, three, four. I've got one, two, three, five. So Marsteller against Marinelli slash McFadden. Marsteller. Agreed. Starachi Ringer. Starachi. No, I'm going to go Ringer. Okay, so I love Ringer. He's actually stayed here. I'm I'm rooting for him. I just, you know, he hasn't wrestled in forever. He was banged up. Um, he's also taken on, like, sort of a coaching role at Michigan. And so I'm interested to see if that life has – you know, change his focus or just allowed him to have more freedom to focus even more. I'm going to pick Starachi to win the tournament. So you've got Marsteller against Ringer, and who do you got? I got Ringer winning it. Okay, and the winner gets JB. Yeah. Okay. All right. 86, the seeds, Zahid, Hall, Brooks, Heidley, Morgan, Owen Webster. Now, to be fair – I think Hiley was registered at 92. Yes. And so he switched his. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, I don't have him in here. Okay. I had Heed, Hall, Brooks, Dustin Plot, Owen Webster. Okay. 
And so, I mean, I don't know about Andrew Morgan. Okay. So, Aaron Brooks beats Owen Webster, yes? Yes. Heidley beats Morgan, yes? Yes. Saheed beats Heidley? Yes. Hall Brooks? I'm going to take Brooks. Me too. Brooks, Saheed? Saheed. Me too. Okay. 92. So, this weight is now no one is sitting. Okay. Number one, Colin Moore, Nate Jackson, Machiavello, Eric Schultz, Morgan McIntosh, Jonathan Aiello, Isaac Trumbull, Jacob Cardenas, Silas Allred, Michael Batista. Okay. I had Nate Jackson, Colin Moore, Jonathan Aiello. I had Rocky Elam, Eric Schultz, TJ Dudley, who went up to 97, Trent Heidley, who went down. So if you slide my guys up, then I had Allred, Cardenas, uh, Morgan McIntosh. How far did we go down here? Ten. Ten. Okay. So, <clears throat> ten wrestle seven. Trumbull, Batista. Batista. I'll take Trumbull. Okay. Cardenas, Allred. Uh, who's wrestling Allred? Jacob Cardenas. Cardenas. Where's oh there he is. I'm gonna take all red. I'll take Cardenas. Okay, so now top half of the bracket, Colin Moore against Cardenas slash all red. So it really doesn't matter you're taking more, right? Yeah. Okay. Um Eric Schultz McIntosh. I'm gonna take uh McIntosh. Okay, I will agree with you. Colin Moore, McIntosh. Colin Moore. I agree. Nate Jackson against Trumbull slash Batista. Jackson. Machiavello, Jonathan Aiello. Now, remember, Jonathan Aiello is a U23 world yes, medalist. I know that. And I'm going to take Aiello. Okay. I think I will, too. Aiello, Nate Jackson. Nate Jackson. Nate Jackson, Colin Moore. Colin Moore. Agree. <clears throat> 97. So, Jaden Cox, TJ Dudley, Morgan Smith, Sam Mitchell, Ben Keeter. Okay. I had – okay, so this is really interesting. I had – I only had four guys ranked. Jaden Cox, Mike Machiavello, Isaac Trumbull, Ben Keeter. So, TJ Dudley moved up, and, I mean, I don't know who Morgan Smith – I mean, Jaden, right? Yeah. I mean, like, not a lot to talk about here, right? No. I think Jaden does wrestle uh, Keeter, though, in the semis. Yeah. Okay, 125. Gable Stevenson. Fascinating, yes. Well, let's start with, where's Hayden Zilmer? Uh, do not know. Well, he's, he's probably he's probably sitting because he doesn't have to wrestle on this. He does have to wrestle on this. Why? He could, he's already he didn't he wrestle. No, but nobody's meddled. so he could wrestle. What do you mean nobody's He can wrestle in the world, world team trials, but he's not sitting in final acts. True. Okay. Well, we got to rephrase sitting so people understand. Okay. 
Maybe he's not registered. I'm scrolling through here. I don't see him registered. I could have swore he was registered, but I guess he's not. Okay. Here's the real seeds. Stevenson, Quiz, Bradley, Paris, Walls, White, Lance, Hendrickson, uh, DT, Francisco, Jordan Wood, Zach Elam. I had Stevenson. Zilmer, so we can pull him out. Gwiz, Dom, Mason Paris, Wyatt Hendrickson, Francisco Walls, Derek White, Elam, Demetrius Thomas, Jordan Wood, Christian Lance. So wrong order, but I got them all. There you go. All right, here we go. Zach Elam, Ty Walls. Uh, I'm going to go Ty Walls. That old age and experience, right? Yep. Derek White, Jordan Wood. I'm going to go Jordan Wood. I think he's just too strong. Be interesting match. Chris, yeah. Chris and Lance, Ron Francisco. I'm going to go Lance. Okay. <clears throat> Hendrickson, Demetrius Thomas. Uh, I'm going to go Hendrickson. Yeah, <clears throat> I think any of those three <clears throat> matches could go either way. Yeah. Okay, so. Gable Stevenson versus whoever you're picking Gable, right? Correct. Gwiz versus Lance or Francisco, you're picking Gwiz, right? Correct. Dom Par Dom Bradley, excuse me, versus White or Jordan Wood, you're picking Dom? No, I would take Jordan Wood. Okay. Mason Paris versus Walls? Uh, Paris. Okay. Gable Stevenson Paris, I assume you're taking Gable? Yep. Gwiz versus you have Jordan Wood as the 11th seed in the semis. I'll go with Gwiz. And then Gable beats Gwiz. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. I think we did we, it. We think we've covered everything. Let me look and see. Yes, we have. So... Any, uh, hope everybody has a great time out in Vegas. I wish I was going to be there. You got to go. I can't. I got to work. No, no. no. I mean, you eventually have to go. I, as soon as I retire, I'll be in Vegas, David, for every one of them. Bring Dana. Like, it's an, I'm telling you, it's a super cool tournament. For people that don't understand, when you walk, come up the elevator or steps, you go through a gate, and then to the right is a gym that has, like, not a gym, but, like, just a big open area that has, like, 20-something mats. And that's where a lot of the U15, 17s, 20s are all over there, okay? Yep. Boys, girls, that kind of stuff. Then there's a huge Nike table, and then you go around to the left. There's some other tables, like the Fire Within, Sue Place Bags. And then there's, like, four to six mats up top, which are senior level. They're whatever. And you go down on the floor, and there's another 12 mats. So you have to have a pass to get down on the floor. But you can be mat side on those first 30-something mats. Okay. And then on the other one, you can sit pretty much as close as you want because it's like a rodeo place. Okay. It's a South Point Casino, but it's freaking awesome. So uh, our friends at Flow will have this streaming all weekend. And I'm telling you, the age groups have some banger matches in there, like the boys and the girls. Um, 
you know, the showcase tournament on the girls' side that Gary talked about, but the boys' tournament, like, obviously, I'm following high school wrestling now more with the Hall of Fame duels. Yep. And a bunch of those kids are going to be in there, uh, are going to be, that are in our event, are going to be wrestling in that event. So. Well, I wish uh, luck to all the the participants and, uh, you know, I know you'll have a great time. Tell everybody hi for me. Um, so. For sure, man. For sure, for sure. So we're not saying uh, you're a, an inevitable. You're coming inevitably, you know. Yes. Yeah. So maybe. I'll be there in spirit. I'll be there in have, spirit. Maybe you'll have, you know, sick days next year. Who knows? So. <laughs> Never know, David. All right. For Mark and GT, I'm David. Thank you guys for watching listening. See you all next week.